that's okay, but that story was, you know, my kind of descent into something in San Francisco that I, I still will say I'm glad I saw it. That was Peter Hartlob, the Chronicle's pop culture critic. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. In the last episode, Peter told us some of the background leading up to his involvement with the San Francisco Medical Examiner's Office back in 1999. In today's episode, part two of three, Peter will experience something a little bit different. Here's Peter. And then Graham, who, again, was just a kind soul, was, uh, uh, you know, telling me, you know, you, you haven't seen the worst of it. Um, and I was, he could tell I was straining. And I told him, I was like, I feel like I need to. Um, I feel like I need to, to do this story and to know what you guys go through. To see the worst. To see the worst. Or, and you? yeah, I, I want to see the worst. Mm-hmm. And um, and we discussed it like, I wouldn't say it was quite tearfully, but it was an emotional exchange. I was getting to really like him and, you know, understand him and admire mm-hmm. him and see him as a person who was doing what he was doing um, for reasons beyond you know, a paycheck, like right. it, it, it was a calling and mm-hmm. I felt like I needed to see what he sees. So, um, several cases into this, he said, okay, we're going to start paging you. And, um, we had a code. It wasn't nine one one, but it was right. something less dramatic. <laughs> and I remember the first one coming up and, um, I was like scared. I mean, it was almost like the pager I was expecting. It was like Pavlovian. Like my heart started, I'm sure my heart rate started jumping. when it Do you remember where you were, what you were doing? Yeah, I was living in the hate at the time. and um, Upper or lower? Uh, upper hate. Okay. And um, I, you know, was single and um, starting to date my wife, but not my current wife. But, you know, single and not pretty unattached. I mean, I could answer a pager when it went off. Right. And uh, I called were, him. And were the, sorry, were the codes specific or was it just like... No, it was just like, call me and there's something. some stuff going down. Right. Can I swear? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, there's some shit going down. Okay, right. that's that the was proper. a verbatim Stuff quote. going down does not, you know... No, it doesn't metal capture exam- it. Med- medical examiner and bodies. We, right. It was shit going down. Yeah. Um, so he called me and I remember like, getting in my car, like thinking of 50 different excuses not to do it. But I'm like, all right, I'm going to go out. And But not, not specifically yet knowing exactly what it was. No. Okay. He's just like, come out. And I called him, and he had a real grave, come out to, you know, this address. Mm-hmm. And, and the first one, I'm going to tell you about two, because there was one that was striking for one reason and one that was horrifying and changed me. <laughs> okay. Um, the first one was a... Um, uh, elderly man who had some sort of, you know, uh, dementia, and okay. he had lost his wife mm-hmm. and and didn't understand it. And mm-hmm. I knocked on the door, and and they told me Graham and Bill were both there, and they told me like just motion to sit down, and and I, I remember saying like, is am I going to be disruptive? Mm-hmm. I always asked that, you know, I didn't sure. I didn't want to be disruptive or add to anybody's pain more observational and he's like you're not going to be noticed but just stay there and and he called me because uh it wasn't 
it, it, the man, I mean, the man's struggle, and he's trying to explain to the man what's going on, and there are all these red tape type things that Graham has to get from this man who is not even understanding that his wife is dead. Wow. And, um, but the real striking thing, and it, it's like medical examiner, I thought I was going to just walk away from this wrecked, but it was life affirming in some ways, mm-hmm. was the beat cop who had answered the call and called the medical examiner mm-hmm. had made this man dinner. Oh. And... Wow. Um, okay. The man was sitting down to dinner, and this beat cop had been going through. This man walked into his kitchen. He had done this before. It was an older. He beat made cop. it there at the guy's house. Yeah. Wow. He, he called the medical examiner. The woman was dead. He didn't move her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in the bedroom, motionless. Mm-hmm. The man with dementia still doesn't understand, but he probably hasn't eaten, and you know, it, it had been. I found out later, you know, a day if not days. Wow. And this beat cop had gone into the guy's kitchen and uh, like he was at home and put together a meal for the guy that the guy is sitting there and eating hungrily, you know. And, wow. And I thought that call was going to be for um, something horrible. Right. Some horrible sight. And I realized later he was calling me to kind of explain to me a little bit more you know, about the good in the world. Some of the humanity you yeah. might see. Yeah. Um, so if it's cool, I'm going to read. Sure. Just the first few paragraphs of the story they ended up writing. Absolutely. And then I'm going to tell you about the, the bad The other one. one. The yeah. other one. Okay. This is from 1999, San Francisco Examiner. Uh, starts with a quote from Graham. I live in the city and drive around on my day off. Each time I recognize more and more of the houses of buildings and buildings They all have something to do with death and mayhem. My story now. Graham Cowley is haunted by his work. The faces of death spring up everywhere, from busy intersections to uh, ballpark bathrooms. The sights and smell of the job still send him into dry heaves. The few thank you notes he gets are stained with tears. I was 29. I was a little bit flowery in my (laughs) (laughs) prose, but... Those who that's re- on your editor. That's on you. my editor. They got to rein me in. <laughs> rein me in. Rein in 20-year-old, 29-year-old Peter Hartley. That's good stuff. Those who recognize Cowley in bookstores and bars almost never want to shake his hand. They're more likely to turn away in a flood of horrifying memories. People will never forget you. They'll even remember your face, Cowley says. You'll get a kid looking up to you like you're the big bad wolf coming to take another one of their loved ones away. There are approximately 2,100 police officers and 1,600 firefighters in San Francisco. Serving the same population are Crowley and 12 other investigators in the San Francisco Medical Examiner's Office. The portion of their job the public sees, retrieving the dead, is actually the easy part. And then I go into what they do day to day. So this was after this first... Yeah, this is my story. The older, the older out. guy with the with the mentor. yeah, and that ended up being kind of the end of my story and okay. uh, uh, him talking about what he did when he went home that day and went home and drank some tea and got ready for the next day. Well, that's it for part two of Peter Hartlove's look at the San Francisco Medical Examiner's Office. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at StoriedSF. We're also on Facebook now at Storied San Francisco. 
you can email me at storiedsf at gmail.com. And the website is storiedsf.com. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review the show. Music for the podcast is by Joe Begale, a.k.a. Otis McDonald, and photographs are by Michelle Kilfeather. Thanks to Peter for sharing his stories, and thank you for listening. Photographer Michelle Kilfeather's show, Walking to Boozland, is now up over at Emperor Norton's Boozland in the Tenderloin. Go check it out. It's a really great show at a really great bar. Check back next Tuesday for part three of Peter Hartlove's look at the San Francisco Medical Examiner's Office. Thank you.